Come on, let's make some noise up in here. I'm feeling that. Buenos dias! There we go, there we go. That's the energy I'm talking about. Hey, good morning, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Another Tyreek Talk Tuesday. We are here live at Premier Barber Institute. We can recall Frank 1987, Delco Faze, Tano the Barber, Wendy Ayatu David G. Ron is going to be coming to the school and doing a demonstration here at the school. Excited about that. Yes, sir. Shia Tano in the building. Please let people know where you're coming from. And as always, don't forget to share and let folks know that we are going live. Me, 2211, Talia, Oliveri, cutting and play. Jam the barber hair. Hey, Suze, what's up? Jesus, what's going on? We got Jesus in the building. Eve Barber, 828, Chad Heiserman, holla. Greg the Barber, 81. The Fade Shop, what's happening? We got Tampa in the building. Randy Blends, Orlando, Florida. Uh, what's happening? Thank you guys for joining. I appreciate it. As always, don't forget to share and let folks know where you're coming from and tell them to tune into Tyreek Talk Tuesdays. We've been doing this now for about seven years. I'm excited to be here again in front of you all. Thank you all for the support and for the people who continue to support those who buy badges and purchase badges. Uh, it's an amazing time here at Premier. So uh, one of the things I want you to do is don't forget to, to subscribe to our Premier Barber Institute YouTube page. We constantly are putting content up at least uh, once a week of new content of performances and stage presentations that are happening here at Premier Live on stage. It's unedited, it's just straight through content um, of full service haircuts with Q&A questions from our students and the live audience that are here at the school. So thank you guys for uh, subscribing to that and checking that out. Definitely appreciate that. Also last week um, was the LV Barber Expo and I didn't get to go to the LV Barber Expo. We're gonna talk a little bit about that next week. We'll have Jackie Stars, Jay Majors, and um, Effects Apps join the live next week just to talk a little bit about, you know, them guys, they just did a huge show. They got to get back, recuperate, get back to the swing of things and get them on. But I was personally in uh, Cincinnati. I did a six-hour training at uh, a shop suite in Cincinnati, Royal Studios, the Kevin Cordero. And I will tell you that I met Kevin a few years back. And when I first met Kevin, one of the things that was interesting is, is he uh, sent me a direct message on Instagram. He said, hey, I was thinking about, I watched what you've been doing, I've been watching for a while, and I want to come down to the school and observe, do you matter, does it mind, or does it matter, or do you mind if I come down and shadow you for a day? And I said, you know, we got an open door policy, anyone who wants to come in here is welcome to come in and watch, we're not staging anything, this is what it is, this is what we do, you're more than welcome to come in. And he came and he shadowed, and he got to share a little bit, he came with his wife, we sat, we had dinner, we had uh Great conversation. He asked me some business questions. He was observing the school. And I wasn't sure what direction he wanted to go. Was it, you know, does he want to open up a school? Or what was the purpose? But, you know, hey, come on, hang out with us a little bit. You know, you're another business owner in another state. And, you know, you might learn something. You might be able to share something that can help benefit us as well, the collaborative effort. So he came down. And throughout the years, he'd been following Shadow. He's come down several times. He did an SMP training class here. Uh, did uh, some of our financial classes that we've had. Been here several times, shadowed again. Um, and last year he took a little time off to just spend a lot more time with his family. Did some traveling with his family. Did some, um, just kind of took a step back from just really, really overseeing the business and said, you know, let me spend a little bit of time of just kind of reconnecting with myself and reconnecting with my family and my team of people. Still running the business, but just a, took, a, took a little step back. One of the things he has always done is invested in his business. Um, from the time I met him, he had the one shop in um, in Cincinnati, and now he has a suite with six chairs in the front and about 10 or 12 suites in the back. And I think he's at capacity, maybe two more available right now of the suites. But I wanna get him on here. And what I did at this training was I took the time to, we broke down a lot of stuff, branding for the individual brand of the barbers that are in the shop, as well as the suite owners. Now this is something that's really interesting. As an owner of this shop and these suites, he hired somebody to come in, not to just train his staff in the barbershop, but also to add and provide education and business acumen to the suite owners. 
Now, the suite owners are the individual businesses. They're renting their own space. They can go and provide and pay for their own education, but he didn't do that. He offered that. In fact, there was a med spa uh, woman who was there who opened, just recently signed the lease that day to open up her suite and start the process there with the suites. And he offered the education to her as well. And it was short notice, she just signed. And she was there the entire time getting the information. We had great dialogue, great Q&A. So I wanna bring uh, Kevin on here for a second and uh, maybe some staff, if we can get some staff on there. So if I can get Ke the Kevin Cordero to jump on um, here. Let me see, do, you, do anyone see Kevin on here? Uh, if I can get him on here. I know he said he was gonna jump on, I don't see him yet. Let me see where he's at. Uh, the Kevin Cordero. Can somebody tag the Kevin Cordero? Um, I don't see him just yet. So what I'll do is I'll just I'll just share a little bit more about what it was until. Oh, there's a request. Hold on. Is that him? There he goes. Get this going because I, I do have a few questions for him. Let's do it. All right. Hey, what's up, Kev? How's it going? Awesome. You sound great. You look good. Thanks for joining. You're um, welcome. I don't know if you got a chance to catch my introduction just talking about, you know, how, how our relationship was established. Did you catch that beginning part? I did. Or you... Okay. Um, could you share with the audience, like, why you decided to come in shadow and um, what it was exactly that said, you know what, I think I want to go to check this person out. Yeah, so... I was following some of your tips that you were giving out back then when they like was like 15 seconds that you could do on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, how to use, you know, proper lighting, how to do things for the business. Um, and I was just watching you over the couple months to see exactly who you were um, and see if this is somebody I really wanted to keep learning from. Uh, one other thing that really uh, that, I, that I really like was that you were organic the whole time. It was you the whole time. I mean, you weren't like making anything up or changing your personality over the videos. So I could tell you you're super genuine and you were trying to really to help other people grow and develop. And that's something that I also want to do. So I kind of connected there and I just reached out and you were uh, one of the ones that actually responded back. Not a whole, whole lot of people respond back. When you say one of the ones, you're talking about like you hit other influencers or people that you thought that you were connect with and they didn't respond back, no DM, no, yeah. okay. I mean, it is called social media, right? It is called yeah. social media. So um, now, when you when you did come, what was the first experience? I mean, this we're going back a couple years. What was that first experience like when you first came and we got to talk uh, and we got to share? You brought your wife. We went to dinner. That kind of thing. Um, it was it was different in the in the sense of the school itself. It was like something I would have loved to go to school. Like everybody was learning not just one way or just off the book it was hands-on it was also everything was just moving like a like a like a school should be moved i feel like you know what i mean you should be educating where you're not just open up your book and you figure it out it's like hey these are ways to learn your colors i think that's what things you were doing when i first came was color and uh you you uh you did the play-doh thing that still stuck with me the, oh, the uh, play-doh play yeah yeah and, um just seeing that because i'm more of a hands-on visual person i never got that at school i'm like man this is amazing i will go back to school just to learn these things that proper way <laughs> well i mean outside of coming back to barber school you already got your license yeah um you have done some continued training for yourself just you and i we've done some coaching and then you brought me to your team last year and this year. Can you speak about what this weekend was like and maybe what your team felt? Maybe hear from one of the team members. Yeah, um, I think just sometimes just learning again or give some refreshment helps you out. Uh, being around somebody who's able to uh, relate, you know, and let you know that what you're doing, you're at a good pace. You know, sometimes you're hard on yourself. Just seeing somebody in the industry is able to help you understanding things you know helps me out personally and just be able to take that time for the team i think it was just helpful to see there's different ways to get stuff done and um just get to it you know what i mean being able to just stay uh consistent in different ways to not overwhelm yourself while you're trying to hit these goals um and i have somebody in here that would like to share as, as oh, well uh, her name is Sophia. okay cool do, yeah. before you go do you feel yeah. like it was it was worth the investment for you to yeah um if not i would have brought you back the second time <laughs> just being honest you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is i asked 
the uh, barbers and stylists from both shops from the suites last year, hey, would you guys like for me to bring him back? And they all said yes. It was very movement. It was more uh, what they were looking for. Awesome. So, and then the other thing is this year we obviously were able to more tailor made the class for what they really wanted. Right. I think last year we were able to kind of just pick and choose and kind of just go off of something. So I think that was real helpful as well. You didn't just come in here like, hey, I'm about to do this and teach this and that's just yeah, it was it. You actually came focused on what your team and the suite owners needed. were interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I appreciate that. Uh, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Let's see who you got on the staff that want to uh, chime in about what that was like. And then I want to I want to get into the rest of this live. Yeah. Hey, Tyreek. Hey, Sophie. Are you on your tippy toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you might have to. There we go. So um, first off, I've seen you. I've seen your personal development and growth since the first time I met you. I've seen you at shows, taking classes, getting continued education. What was this weekend like for you with this uh, six hour training that we did? For me, I was looking to get um, like more experience on how to build behind the chair um, because it's been like a continual struggle for me. I'm like, what can I do to build? What can I do this? And then also like how to balance uh, my time in the shop with my personal life. And so this weekend, you did a really, really good job of knowing what the audience wanted. And I know you had your own thing planned out, but um, for me, when you started to break down the four quadrants on, um, you know, your freedom day, your plan day, that for me was super helpful because I was starting to, you know, I, this back to school, I spent probably 12 hours in the shop every day for like a month and a half. I had like no life outside and I was like, how am I balancing this? Was that because you were trying to build your business at first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how has it been now since you've developed the business? Are you, are you able to have a, a better balance of life and life and work? I am. Yes. I've now put it back to eight hours and, um, and then also your free haircut concept really was eye opening to me because before I'm like, you know, I would do free haircuts only for like charitable events or um, if like a client had brought me multiple people, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to give them a free haircut. But like for you to show me that this many free haircuts can get you this much more money right. down the road. Like so that it, was the, it was the numbers. It was the yeah, math behind it. It, it was a strategy on how to do right. free haircuts. And you like the way you teach how you give an example, you give a story, you give a real life example. That is super helpful for me because I need I need answers. I need I need proof. Like that's for me. Or, or else I'm like, eh, what's he talking about? So that was super helpful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, there was another kid who was there. I think Isaiah is his name. I want to join him in. So do you have any final final words, just uh, of encouragement? Maybe even somebody give you a follow, tell them your Instagram name. Um, I would say um, keep going and continue to do education classes. That's super helpful for me. So Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Sophia. I appreciate you. Thank you. That was cool. All right. So let's get um, Isaiah on here real quick um, so I can join. Here we go. Let's get to this kid, the young kid, well articulated himself while he was there. Uh, he's in barber school, so he's not even a part of the RS team. He doesn't own a suite. Uh, hey, what's up, brother? Isaiah? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. You look like what you at barber school right now? You're Cos Cosmo? Yeah, we're at, we're at Cosmo school right okay. now. Okay. Uh, uh, hey, what's happening, everybody? All right. All the kids are in the classroom, so it's just us two today in here. Tell us, snuck out. Am I getting you in trouble? No, no, we're okay. fine. All right. So you, so um, real quick, um, how far are you along the program, and what school are you going to? So we're at Butler Tech Cosmetology Program. This is the D Elite campus. We're seniors in the program, so we're waiting until um, January to February to get licensed, and then graduation in May. Fantastic. So you guys are just on the you're on your way out the door. Yeah. But how um, how was the training this weekend for you as new barbers in school? I mean, what I first off, what I admire is that you guys are still in school, but you're going outside of school to get continued education to just really elevate. What was yeah. what was the training like for you as students going into this? For me personally, it um it exceeded my expectations greatly. I had um I read the flyer of course and it talked about um building clientele and maintaining clientele. But I think the personal tips and the things that you speak on um outside of just cutting hair were were the most valuable for sure. Um it gave me a lot of knowledge that I haven't heard before and um it just really opened my eyes up that I could see living proof of someone who's done it and done it well. Oh. And that's something I haven't got a chance to see a lot. 
Awesome. Thank you. So how did you get involved in wanting to cut hair for you? What's your personal story? Um, so when I was in third grade, maybe Kevin started cutting my hair, Kevin Cordero, and he was cutting me in his garage and then he moved to the shop and then eventually got his own shop. And so the whole time I'm watching it and um, I'm not even thinking that I want to be a barber. I'm just, just going to get my haircut, building a relationship with Kevin. He was always a uh, real good to me. And then um, around the time that I started thinking about what it is I want to do with my life and the career I want to move into, people in World Studios were um, chiming in and letting me know how they got into barbering, how it's been successful for them and how, how big you can make it and things that you can do with it. So I weighed my options and then with the opinions and help from the team at World Studios, I decided that this is what I want to do. Awesome. I'm so grateful. Awesome. And so, so you actually witnessed Kevin's journey from cutting in his garage right out of school to opening his first shop to now opening a second location, which is like at a strip mall. It's a huge, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it almost looked like he owns the whole strip mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does. Yeah, I mean, RS Studios is the center. Yeah. It's the shop right up front. And then you have all the suites in the back. So you, you've got to witness this entire growth process. It's been amazing. Awesome. Fantastic. Now you, I see you over there on the side, you was quiet in the class, but can you tell people why you decided to, to become a barber and how the class uh, went for you? It went great for me because uh, one of the things you said was look up to somebody that really has mm. done it and has failed at it and has successfully got back up from it and built from it. And I see that in you a lot because, well, like you said, coming out of high school, not a lot of people believed in you mm -hmm. and they really did push you. And I don't really got much people like downing me, but there is a lot of people that do it behind my back. Mm. And I feel like that's what pushes me. To so they, they don't say in. nothing in front of you, but you know that they're talking about it behind yeah, your back. Yeah, right? I know that they they say something behind my back or they try to like, you know, down me without me having to know something. Awesome. So for you guys that are in school, real quick, last last word, one from each each one of you. What would yeah. you say to to a barber in school that is thinking about going to the next phase? Um, you guys are on your way out the door. What what would you say to them? You know, we got new students who start to get discouraged somewhere in between. Yeah. What what is something that you would say to them to encourage them quit? Um I would just tell them that, that it's it's more than possible. Me coming in at first, I didn't see it as attainable as it really is. I would tell them that if you work hard and you want to learn and you take all the information you can and, and put yourself in places to um, to grow yourself around people who have already done it, it's it's more than possible. Do you see yourself in a shop when you're done here? Most definitely. Awesome. You too? Yeah, most definitely. I actually want to open my own. Okay, so I've seen your Instagram page. I've seen your work. Stuff looks good. Yeah, so uh, looks good. you guys hang in there. Stay in touch. Uh, send me some DMs so we can stay connected. All right, cool. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm going to continue with my live. But thank you so much for this weekend. Thank you for just inspiring me to see young people. I mean, young. How, what's your age? I just turned 18 last week, and I'm still 17. 17 and 18. These guys are in barber school and going to training classes to just better themselves as individuals and in this profession. So awesome, guys. Keep it up, man. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, I mean, this was my weekend, guys. I mean, I really, really had a great time with this training. I was inspired at this, at this class just by these young individuals, right? But I wanted to share a few things uh, about today moving forward, right? So I want to thank uh, uh, Kevin for bringing me out there in Cincinnati for bringing me out. These young people, all the all the entrepreneurs and the shop owners, the booth renters that are working in that space, you guys, I mean, you had great, great questions would help to make the class even better. But th there's a, a lot of things that are happening in our world that if we're paying attention to, it can also help us in our personal business and our personal development. There's a there's this thing I want to talk about, about shifting the narrative. So last week, you know, I talked about you're not self-made. This week, I want to talk about the, uh, the question I have for you is, how are you invested in you, right? How are you invested in you? And so when you, when you think of these different stories, I want to share a story real quick about shifting the narrative, how businesses take opportunities and they shift the narrative which invest and invest back into their business. Here's an example of Coors. Now, I'm not an advocate for alcohol, but I'm looking at what's happening. Coors, there was an athlete. Um, Coors turned Otani shattering their sign into a marketing campaign. Does anyone know what I'm talking about right now? So it was a baseball player who hit a home run, and the ball 
smashed the sign where the Coors advertisement was. It was a, it put a little kink in the digital sign on, at the game, in the stadium. And what they did is they took that image and remarketed what happened on their cans to sell their product. They're shifting, they're taking something that happened and they're shifting the narrative and allowing the conversation to keep going. So here's the video of how it actually happened. And you gotta pay attention. And if you look at the line, right next to where my face is, there's a spot, look at it, where he hit the course can on the advertisement. So what Coors decided to do is say, hey, we're going to take that image and we're going to put that little black spot on our cans. I think it's brilliant how they took something that happened and they took the opportunity to market and advertise. They're investing back in their brand and they're creating more conversation about an event that took place. Athlete hit the ball, had a home run, damaged their market marketing sign, they took the damaged sign and put it on the can. What a way to pivot and shift the, the narrative and talk more about your company. There's another example, and I don't know if many of you have seen it, but uh, I'm going to put this image up real quick. So Coach Prime in one day made $1.2 million. Does anyone in the room know why he made $1.2 million in one day? Say that again? Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Because, you know, Coach Prime has always been a little bit extra, right? He's always been that guy. If you listen to him talk, he says, I'm that guy. I've been that guy, right? He has been that guy, and he's proven himself time and time again. But what happened was the coach from the opposing team, Colorado State, talked bad about him because he said he was an unprofessional man because he did an interview with glasses on. Coach Prime was like, oh. We're going to take this opportunity to market our glasses the same way that Coors did. So he gave the entire team glasses. He made sure that his influencer friends were at the game and on ESPN wearing his glasses. And he continued to wear his glasses while on the field. And those glasses, the, 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 the sales of them skyrocketed and soared, and he made $1.2 million dollars off of somebody else advertising glasses. He talked bad about his glasses. He took the narrative and shifted the narrative. Now, they still had to play against one another. They still had to go and compete against one another. And it, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the game. By the third quarter, it didn't look too good. Even in the fourth quarter, it didn't look like it was going to be too good. But in the end, Coach Prime in Colorado over there, Boulder, they triumphed and won the game. What a slap in the face, you know, you don't come at the guy. He was able to shift the narrative. And I'm not saying he's going to be undefeated. I don't know, right? But the one thing about Coach Prime is that he will tell you he's not self-made. God has given him ability, and he has used that ability with self-discipline and determination, belief in himself, and the knowing that he can do whatever he puts his mind and accomplish. People are looking at Coach Prime right now and saying, oh, he's – you know, it just happened out of nowhere. No, 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 no. He was coaching little league kids for years. He continued to elevate for years and went to the high school level for and then to the college level. He said he doesn't want to go to the NFL and coach because his mission is to inspire young people and position them to do great things. He doesn't want to deal with the athletes after the fact. He wants to deal with the at the inception. He wants to help mold them. That's his mission. But it, it didn't happen overnight. He started at the Little League. We're talking Deion Sanders, who done maybe probably one of the most, I mean, underrated athletes of all time. They say he's great, but I say underrated because he doesn't get the recognition that he didn't years ago that he does now. Because right, right now, watching him on Instagram or whatever highlight, it's like he played football last week. Right now, what you get as a coach, you're seeing him now of what he did long ago, and the conversation about him has resurfaced as if he's playing in the league every weekend. 
and he hasn't played in years. He's been amazing. He's been great. However, it kind of faded in the wind, but now what he has done after stepping away from professional football, you're talking about the guy, the guy, goes and work with kids to get minimal money, if not any at all. He didn't need the money, but he has grown and he has elevated himself and he's continued to grow and now he's getting paid by the college. He changed one college and moved to another college and changed that college. I mean, he's, he's telling the story and if you're watching him in real time, you're seeing this transition take place. It's amazing to watch. It's also amazing to watch the old stories and remember like, yeah, he definitely was that guy, okay? We, we always hear about other athletes, but man, he is, he is really, really doing a lot of things. So it's really about shifting the narrative. I like the baseball story. Coors took that campaign or, or, or that mistake or that mishap and made a campaign out of it. Uh, Coach Prime took somebody talking bad about how he wants to present himself in an interview and shifted the narrative and pushed it. How many of you have allowed other people, other things to influence you and you just kind of buckled and fell down? You didn't go into it. You didn't embrace what it was that was happening. You didn't control the narrative. You've been defeated by something somebody said to you or you've allowed a mishap to affect you. Instead of saying, hey, this is what it is. And because this is what it is, I'm gonna use this to catapult or push me in the right direction. That's what this company did. That's what Coach Prime did. And I wanna encourage you today that something's gonna to happen to you. Instead of looking at what happened, Coors couldn't be like, we spent millions of dollars. Oh, y'all need to put a gate over these signs because all this money that we're spending for advertisement, you need to protect our advertisement because we spend millions of dollars with you as a company and you should protect. That's what they could have did, but they, they didn't. They said, oh, screen got messed up? Cool. Let's take an image of that. We're going to put that on the can. We're going to sell it. Now that's a special, that's a, the thing about this is it's a, it becomes a, an, a, a, a novelty item. It becomes something special. They're not going to do that forever. It's a season. Now that becomes a collector's item, right? It may not be a value right now, but at some point it may be a value because they made it a collector's item. It's a one-off. So it's really interesting how businesses do that. And you can do that stuff with yourself. You know, last week, you're not self-made. This week, how are you invested in you? How are you invested in you? Uh, Kevin Cordero has been invested in himself. He's also been invested in his team. Serve your needs by serving the needs of others. That's what he's doing. He brought an educator, and I'm not the only one. He's done other stuff. He brought an educator in to come and speak to the staff, to encourage, to help build them, give them some resources, give them some tools, because he knows that if they're successful, he's successful. But if he's just focused on him, his business won't be successful. You have to take care of the team. He also understands that they don't work for him. He works for them. Right? A lot of times that people who are in ownership, they got it messed up. They think you work for me. No, I work for you. If I keep working my business, you can continue to work here. You can get a paycheck. I also need you to work. I also need you to put in the work. I also need you to put forth the effort. We got instructors in the class that are teaching. They're here to teach. But if students don't uh, uh, operate and function, there ain't nobody to teach. I'm here to serve you as an instructor and teach you. I'm here to serve you and guide you and prepare you and position you. But I also need you to work. So it's important. And a lot of times, here's what happens when you become successful and you're growing and elevating. Some people are looking like, oh, look, well, he, he, don't even, he don't even work no more. He don't even do, she don't even do that no more. Look, oh, and they don't realize that you've put in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years of working your business. Are you allowed to have a summer off? Are you allowed to have a month off, a year to just reinvent yourself? People forget that you put so much work into your business and into them and into them that they don't allow you, they, they, they think that you should continue to just, you know, be in the, be in the mix. I, I don't know, you guys probably watch the lives and you're listening to some of this, but you can talk to students, they'll see me throwing out trash. They'll see me in the bathroom cleaning and, and doing other little things. You know, some students have seen me on the floor, in the clinic, underneath a chair, trying to fix a chair and adjust the chair. I'm not in the classroom teaching every single day, but they'll see me doing that stuff. Some some students have seen me up in the rafters in here doing things. You know, maybe not this group 
with students because I did that a little while ago. But there's different things. I remember one video. Um, this is something that happened. I was in the bathroom, and the the, the, the sink was leaking. And I can fix a, a, a leaky faucet real quick. So I got the tools out, and I went to, to start fixing it and change it. And I put a video up, say, look, you want to run your business? And I kind of recorded myself. This is what running a business looks like. It's not all the fluff and all the fun stuff. This is it. And while I was on the floor trying to adjust this thing and take it apart, a student came out and said, hey, Tyreek, I need help. And because his instructor was doing something else. So I was like, yep, I'll be right there. So I go out to help the student on the clinic floor. And as I'm servicing um, that student who's working on the client, I didn't get a chance to go back to the sink. And then my business partner, Dan, comes over. He goes, he pulls Instagram out and he shows me his phone. He goes, hey, he said, this video looks real good. He says, but there's a difference from working the business and actually posting it on social media. And I said, I didn't get a chance to go back down and fix it. You got to give me a second. He goes, I'm just saying you put the video up and I went down and the sink is still busted. I said, here's what happened in full context. I had to go and stop because a student needed me. The student is the priority. Now, he made fun of me, but I did get the sink fixed. Right. It's just, just I'm telling the story because I want you to understand that it's not always the facade. It's not all the lights. It's not all the glamour. It gets really ugly sometimes. You're not self-made. However, it takes discipline. It takes focus. It takes coaching. It takes somebody being able to be an accountability partner for you. It may not be like a coach coach. It might be somebody that you look uh, look up to. In fact, one of our uh, students who graduated will be here today at 11 o'clock. He said he wants me to help coach and develop him on a personal level. Now, here's the thing. While he was at school, he had full access. Now he's out in the workforce and he's like, I missed out on an opportunity. Let me get reconnected. Hopefully he can, you know, give me some insight. So he's coming back to reconnect. What I'm telling you is while you're here, take advantage of all the resources you have. You got instructors, you have staff, Dan in the office can give you so many resources and help you. You just have to be vocal about it. Many students will see if I'm sitting here and I'll sit here and have lunch just to have conversation with them because they're going to talk about stuff outside of cutting hair. And some of them are going to come by with a mannequin and be like, hey, take a look at this fade. What do you think about that? What you, you know, and I might be eating something. Look at this. No, you think I just, and I'm like, yeah, and we'll have that conversation. But outside of the cutting hair part, take advantage of the opportunity and seize the moment while the moment exists. Because once the moment passes, you can't go back and get that moment. You now got to create a new moment. But while you're here, take advantage of every single opportunity that you can. You are not self-made. You, I am not self-made. Coach Prime is not self-made we have been gifted with gifts talents and abilities all of us have we all have something that we can we can give to somebody else that we can share with somebody else we all have something we all have something of value that we can give to somebody else if you're working in a shop be a team player be a resource for the person next to you. A simple resource is this. I see you doing an amazing haircut. Yo, let me grab your phone. Let me take some pictures of that. Let me record you real quick. Simple resource. Sweeping up the floor around the person. Simple resource. There is so much that you can do with just your natural giftings and abilities. We're not self-made. We have natural gifts, natural abilities. Some of them have honed them. Some of them has mastered them. Some of them have really that belief in ourselves. coach prime understands that god has created him. he said you can't make me because you didn't make you you can't break me because you didn't make me but he understands his position he understands who he are who he is you have to have somebody to coach you you have to have an accountability partner it might be your classmate next to you we've had plenty of students in here that when a student's falling off the wagon or they're not showing up students start texting them and calling them like yo hit them on instagram yo what's up with you you need accountability partners you come in starting with six, you want to graduate with six. If you graduate with five and somebody fell off the wagon, the reason five of you graduated together is because four of you were contacting each other when one other person felt like giving up. That's what happens. You need accountability partners. Why throw it all away? I've seen people 
time and time again. You ever, I know when I was in high school, you ever see a kid in high school or a classmate, somebody you was rocking with, it be their senior year. They got two months to go and then they just quit school. You ever see that? I never understood that. I be in school like, like he ain't been coming no more? Nah, he ain't coming. Just dropping out. See, you done went to school all these years. You got two months to go and you drop it. I'm not saying life didn't punch you in the face. And I'm not saying that there aren't circumstances surrounding why you have made a choice. But you got to stick it. You got two months to go. You got three months to go. What are you giving up on? And then there's other reasons that you could throw it away. Have you heard the stories of there was there was NFL athlete who got kicked off of the team because there was a rule of not smoking weed in a hotel room. There was another one, don't smoke no weed on the listen, there's a whole there's a whole list. If you Google it, there's a list of idiots, right? That Quarterback cut from celebrating touchdown by smoking a joint on the field. What is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with this guy? Throwing away his entire career. There's another one here. Uh, Texas A&M school. Where, where's it at? Texas A&M players caught smoking weed in the locker room. Come on, man. What is? What is wrong? That's what it said. It said it didn't say blunt. It said joint. It didn't say spliff. <laughs> It didn't say roach. Some of the old guys in roach is a roach. It said a joint. The point is, why throw your career away over something so stupid? I got another video, and I'm going to play this video, because this guy just, you know, it's just unreal. Unreal why he would even allow this to take place. But he did, and we're all going to watch it and listen to it. What I don't like is it says, his girlfriend ruined his NFL career. We're going to talk about that in a second. They can't hear it? Okay, sometimes Instagram will do that to me. All right, all right. so some of y'all can't hear it. I don't know why it sounds. Sometimes Instagram will do me like that. Can you hear me? Tell me if you can hear me. We good? Okay, good. So sometimes Instagram will do that, right? They, they won't let me play this video. Why are they hating on me like that? Um, so... What happened with this guy is there was a rule. The coach said no females in the dorm, in, 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 in the hotel room. This is an NFL player. No females in the room. He said, oh, she just came by last half minute. You know, she half hour before the thing. And, you know, she wasn't planning on staying, but, you know, uh, she just, you know, says, oh, we got rules. The guy got cut from the football team. He got cut from the football, a professional athlete because he couldn't control himself and his decision, no discipline, and had his girl in the room with him. The, the thing I don't like is the, the post says, his girlfriend ruined his NFL career. It's a negative. That's, that's clickbait. That's what you can click on. That man ruined his own career. He had to take accountability for his actions. He was the person. He knew the rule. And she, whether she influenced him, whether she was uh, Delilah and Samson. I don't know what she was. I'm just saying. There's a rule instituted. You can't do this. And as a result, he had to get cut. Now, some people say, well, if he was a star athlete, chances are that wouldn't happen. Oh, no. It has happened. It has happened. There's some sort of fine, some sort of 
uh, a reprimand for, for what took place. In this case, this guy lost his career, and, and guess what? Nobody picked me back up. Dunzo. Why would you throw the – you went to Little League football, you went to uh, uh, junior high, high school, you went to college, you finally – your dream has happened. You made it to the NFL, and you got – it got ruined because of poor decision-making, because of lack of discipline, right? It, it's extremely important that you, you, you need people to hold you accountable. That coach not only fired him, but here's what I did. Like, at the very end, he stood up, and he said, I understand, coach, and he shook his hand, and he said, thank you for the opportunity. That part you didn't get the chance to see, I, I shut it off. But that's what happened. Now he's got to go reinvent himself, probably get another uh, person to kind of get him back in there. He got to try out. He got to put himself on the list, make calls, stay in shape, keep working to try and get on somebody else's team. But he got cut from the team, right, because of lack of discipline. Why would you throw that all away? With that being said, I do have an a, a image that I want to share with you because it was something that kind of, like, caught me off guard, right? I have students that come to school. They want to be barbers. They're aspiring to be barbers. They want to be shop owners, right? And I don't know full context, this individual. Now, I will tell you that what I did is I sent him a direct, I, I commented, I sent him a direct message and I said, hey, I want to talk about this on my live this morning. And he was like, cool, you know, that, that's fine. And I said, let's circle back and I get full context. I don't really want full context now, but based on your post, what I read, and what it sounds like, I want to have a little conversation about it. This is a guy who cuts hair, and I'm not going to reveal his name on this post, but it says, I fired my job years ago to hire myself for this. And you can see he's in a barber studio or whatever, and he says, the economy sucks right now for business owners. And in the caption, he kind of talks about how he's quitting, and he's going to go back to working somewhere. Here is a situation when I read this, right? When I read something like this, and again, I don't know this guy personally. I followed him. His, his stuff came up on my feed. I liked it. I also commented. I gave him some words of encouragement. And I sent him a direct message and said, hey, I'm going to talk about this on my live. And he said, go for it. So let me, when, I, when I read this, let me read it again. I fired my job years ago to hire myself for this. The economy sucks right now for business owners. When I read something like this, I see that it's a little bit discouraging, right? It's discouraging to somebody who's an aspiring business owner, right? Or someone who is in school thinking, well, man, is that, is that going to be me in a year? Is that going to be me in two, three years? But what I, I went, when I went to Cincinnati, I didn't go to Cincinnati as Tyreek from Tyreek Talk Tuesday. I didn't go to Cincinnati as you know, an instructor at Premier Barber Institute, or here's somebody who educates. I went to Cincinnati as a person who has been a business owner and been in this profession for over 30 years. That's a difference. I also went into this as someone who has gone through pretty much two little recessions. I know what it was like to survive through those economic transitions, if you will. I know what it was like to open multiple locations and close locations. I also know what it was like to go through uh, 2020 and the shutdown. I know what it was like as a business. I'm not a new business owner. I'm not somebody who hasn't done it for a long time. I'm a person who has gone through failure, who has gone through successes. I know what it's like to start some stuff. I know what it's like to fail in some stuff. I know what it's like to cut some stuff off because I don't have an emotional attachment to it. Last week, one of my instructors, I'm going to put this back up again. Last week, one of the students that came to the, is in the program said, hey, I would like to open up, you know, a, a, a traveling business where I'm within retirement communities. I already work in a retirement community. I'm looking to create my business around this. And immediately I said, well, you know, I've done that before. And we got to talking. And she said, well, I would love to sit with you. And we sat down, I would say about 45 minutes, and we did a mind map. We started breaking down little things. I started giving her some information. I had some contracts ready that she can put together. Because as an owner who has tried it, I have some resources to give you. But now, 
Every student in the school didn't know that. You now know it, but you didn't know that before. It's because she was willing to just talk about her business and share what it was that she was going through. And because she shared it, as a result, she got an answer. She got something that was going to help her. I gave her some other reasons. I gave her some homework. That's some coaching. I'm not going to do it all for you. You got to go and do your job and figure out what you got to do. Here's how you got to present it. There's a right way to present it. And if any of you are ever thinking about going into uh, a situation where you want to do a retirement community or something like that, what you're selling is not haircuts. You got to, you got to, you got to take that out. You may be a barber. You may perform haircuts. You're not selling haircuts. You are selling preventative maintenance because there are people in these homes that need the hygiene expertise that you can provide for them on their scalp and their face, right? You're, 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 also, you're also selling mental health because people feel good. You're connecting with them emotionally. You're making them feel good. You're spoiling them in the moment. There's a lot of different things. You're not selling haircuts. You're using the tool of haircutting, but you're doing something completely different. And when you sell it that way, you can now get those, that, that money that's available to you, that Medicare, that Medicaid that's there available for you to get paid because you're not getting the money from the individual. You're getting it from the company. It's like when I went to the funeral home and the funeral director ruined that guy's goatee. I didn't charge the family to fix and repair his goatee. I charged the funeral home. It was the funeral home's responsibility to do. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they charged the family, but it was their mistake. They shaved somebody's beard completely off. He had a goatee. It was completely gone. They needed me to come in and rebuild his, his goatee, so I did. And I got paid to do it. But I didn't charge the family. I charged the retirement home. It was their, I mean, the uh, funeral home. It was their mistake. So when I read that post about this shop owner in particular, I'm going to give you two, two, two different perspectives, right? I don't know this person. I don't know if he's got good coaching. I don't know if he has some accountability partners. I don't know if he's reached out to other businesses. Or is this a person who cut hair at a shop, left the shop, said, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to open up my own business. Is this a person who graduated from school and decided, because now I'm licensed, I'm going to go ahead and open my own shop and I'm going to kill the game without getting experience? without going in and building capital or growing clientele or, or I, I don't know. I, I, I'm saying all these different things because this is the way things happen. I'll find out from him because I told him we'll circle back and have a conversation. But the point is there are, I've seen, I've seen shop. I've seen people leave my barbershop and fail miserably. I've seen people leave my shop and fail and then grow. They went, they got through the growth spurts. I've seen people leave, and grow and do amazing. As a matter of fact, yesterday was a one-year anniversary from Jenny Sanchez, who worked for me for 18 years, being in business of her own for one year. Yesterday marked the day. And we sent her something special as a result to just recognize that one year of accomplishment within her own business. And I see her with longevity. She's established herself over a period of time. She's going to be fine. But I've seen other people leave the nest too early and not succeed in the go from shop to shop to shop to shop experience to experience to experience to experience i've seen people experience open shops fail quit and go do something else and they enjoyed this you needed coaching you needed somebody to hold you accountable you need somebody to help you make good business decisions did you do the numbers or did you was it based on feeling some people leave based on feeling i'm not feeling this and i want to do the next thing are you leaving based on emotion or are you leaving based on feeling? Did you do the actual study? Did you crunch the numbers? Did you look at the budget? Did you look at what you're bringing in monthly? Did you look at what it's going to cost to, to start the business? Last week, I talked about having a contract. And we had David come up and talk about how having that clause that he learned here in school while we were sitting here having lunch one day, how that was going to help his business. And he used that clause in his contract and was able to walk away without any any penalty that comes with coaching you need to hire somebody to help you who can who has done it who has experienced it i had a mobile truck barbershop business had it for over a year and a half sold it it didn't go as well as i planned 
I can't blame it on the other people who didn't work it because my vision was I'm going to build it, create it. I'm going to put other barbers in a position. We'll have a fleet of them. We'll hit all these different spots. And we did it. But I was doing it myself. I was trying to get everybody else involved so we can control, control that climate there and build a fleet of shops that, uh, mobile shops that can service these communities. It didn't work out. It failed for me because I didn't want to keep working it. I wanted a school. But I was trying things. I was doing things. I can tell you how I felt. I can tell you how it was successful. That comes with experience. When I see this post of this guy saying, I fired my job. I quit. That's what he means. I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be a business owner. And if he didn't have the right acumen, if he didn't have the right experience, if he didn't have the right coaching, if he was, if, if he started his business off of emotion, right, chances are it won't be successful. You can't just start the business on how you feel. Your feelings are real. They're just not reliable. You can't start your business based on how you feel. There are some feelings that help to influence that. But you have to do your due diligence. You have to do your research and development. Last week I talked about when I opened my businesses and I went to the, the, the zoning hearings, how I, I was able to, to pass those and win and get my occupancy permits successfully every single time. It was because I sat down with the zoning officer and found out what are the do's, what are the don'ts, what are my limitations, where I, I need to work within the boundaries. Once I I sat there and he gave me all the information and he said, well, you can only have a three chair shop. And I said, well, no, I want a six chair shop. He goes, well, according to the code, based on the amount of parking you need, you can only have a three chair shop. And I said, well, what do I got to do to have a six chair shop? And then he gave me an application. It was a special exception application. I had to file on that application and get approved before the zoning board. And on that application, it told me the things that I needed to do in order to get a high rate of approval. That's due diligence. I didn't just take a location and say, I'm gonna put six chairs, this is what the state says, and I'm gonna go kill it. No, I went to the zoning officer, I sat there with him, and I asked a bunch of questions. What is it that I can do? What are my limitations? And when he gave me a limitation, I wanted to know how I can push the envelope and go to the next place. Sitting with the zoning officer is what allowed me to open up my business. Or else I would have put all this money, I would have had a lease, and they would have denied me, and then I've been frustrated. Two, three months, I would have failed, fell flat on my face. But because I positioned myself and I did my due diligence and I had coaching, I had other business owners, not barbers, but other business owners telling me, hey, did you talk to the zoning board? You might want to go down there and talk to them. My guy, Walt Cesario, he's the guy down there. He's the, he's the zoning officer. Go talk to him. He's going to tell you what you need to do. That's exactly what I did because coaching and some accountability partners helped me along the way. This gentleman who said I quit my, I fired my job to become self-employed and now I'm thinking about going going back and working for somebody else. Let me tell you something. Some of you barbers that are working in shops that think that you're going to be a business owner, business ownership may not be for you. Business management may not be for you. You just might be a worker at a shop and you might be okay with that. When I think of Josh at the barbershop right now, right? I think that, that he has an idea of wanting to be an owner, right? And he wants to own the shop. But you know what he has done instead of focusing on shop because he don't want to manage people. He don't want to be there dealing with people's personality. He enjoys cutting hair. He likes the environment of the shop. But I'll tell you what he has done. He's taken his money and invested it in real estate. And he's got real estate properties. So he may not be the owner of the shop, but he got assets. He got some stuff that's making some money for him on a regular basis. And guess what? He goes to the shop because he enjoys cutting hair. He's not at the shop because he got to pay a bill. He's at the shop because he enjoys cutting hair because his investment properties are bringing him money. So you don't, you, and it's okay. Not everybody's going to be a shop owner. Not everybody's going to be a manager, right? You got to do a self-evaluation. Am I built for this? I had people tell me time and time again, Tyreek, I want to do what you're doing. And I was like, why? I hate dealing with these barbers at the shop. I hate managing them. I was like, what do you think I'm doing all day long at the school? I'm looking at numbers and students and figure out where they're at. I'm trying to manage people. You got to get in on time. You got to do this. Oh, you're falling off the way. All I'm doing is managing people. 
and personalities and teaching them some stuff along the way. So some people got the game messed up. This guy quit his job because it's not being successful. And he blamed it on economy. You got to pivot. Coors pivoted with that image. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime pivoted with that conversation. They've invested back in themselves. Coors said, we're going to take that image, reinvest it, and package it and sell it. Deion said, oh, you want to talk crazy? All right, cool. Everybody getting glasses now. And we, we just going to be the coolest thing on the block. We all rocking glasses. And he did his next interview with some glasses on. I'm, man, I don't even got a pair of them things. Coach Prime, if you got some, send me some. I'm going to rock them on my show. Somebody tackle Coach Prime. Tell him I want some glasses. But what, what I'm saying is they took and they pivoted. Don't let the economy dictate how you run your business. Because guess what? There is still money out here. People are still spending money for services. People are spending a lot of money on a lot of things. The people that may be struggling caught a lick. They may have got some PPP money. They may have got some 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 EIDL money during our, our, our shutdown. And it was a quick lick. And they invested it incorrectly. And guess what? Everything failed because they didn't have capital. They had the business acumen. They didn't have the years of experience. It takes years. Coach Prime is not an amazing coach because he was an amazing athlete. He's an amazing coach because he coached kids and he coached teenagers. And now he's coaching college kids. It took time. He built himself up to become a good coach and put himself on that. He took, he took all the way to spotlight until he can come back to the spotlight. So when I look at this person who quit their job, there's a lot of variables and why his business might not be successful. On the other hand, I got another individual. I talked about him last week, Sean Anthony. It was his birthday. He celebrates his birthday all month, so I'll talk about him again. So he didn't fire his job. His plant that he worked at shut down. So they got rid of him. There's a guy who bought a house was working in management in the company, right? He was a supervisor. He was getting paid good. He just bought a house. Things are going good. Plant shuts down. You got to go. He didn't say, well, what about my house? What about my retirement? I dedicated the last 10 years of my life to this company. Y'all going to do this to me? He didn't do that. He said, well, it's time to double down on me. He went to barber school. Became a barber, worked at Miss Paula's, 10 chair shop, single barber in that shop. He left Miss Paula's, opened up a suite, worked in a suite with no windows. I talked about it before, but he now owns a shop on Tattnall with a storefront. It's called Live Freakishly Awesome. He put this amazing commercial. Last week I tried to play it. It wouldn't let me play it. I'm going to play it this week. This is a difference. He's not complaining about the economy. In fact, he has raised his prices in this economy and is still doing well. But he's also had coaching, he's had mentors, he had other leadership, he's connected with the community, he's connected with going on in the, in the workforce development area in his business. He is learning how to do business. And currently, I mentioned last week, I think, that he was training kids. He's not training kids. He's doing a seven-week business training class for aspiring business owners that are adults. And he graduated from barber school 2013, 2014 rather, I'm sorry, 2014, early 20, I think it was February 2014. So let me play this video. This is a person who's very creative and investing in his business. Let me see if we can play this thing again because I hope it works for me this time. Let me know if y'all can hear this. Sound ain't coming through? But the video's playing? Yeah, but you can hear me? 
Man, Sean, I, I tried sharing this video a couple of times, man. I don't know what's going on. Instagram's mad at me right now. Anyway, it's a real good video. Go check out Sean Anthony's page if you want to watch it. It is a pinned video right up top. My point is this. On one end, you had an owner who was complaining that the economy is killing his business. And he, and he fired his job. On the other hand, you have a guy that the job fired him and he's raising his prices in this economy. It's how you run your business. It's what you do. It's, it's, it's what you understand and know. It's also who you know, the relationships that you're establishing in your field, in your community, in your area, the coaches, the people you have speaking into your life, right? And I had another video, but since it's not playing on audio, I wanted to finish with this one video. It was a video of Magic Johnson talking about uh, Michael Jordan, and it was just a great example of how having accountability partners are so important because they encourage you when you don't feel like it. They encourage you when you don't feel like playing. They encourage you when you don't feel like showing up. They encourage you when you're discouraged or maybe whatever's going on. They remind you of who you are. And every now and again, you need somebody to help remind you of who you are. So how are you investing in you? Guys, thank you so much for joining today. I appreciate you all for tuning in, for, for your attentiveness. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. I live by the motto, serve your needs by serving the needs of others. I hope that I served your needs today. Have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you.